0: See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Paul Violis is a CBS News security consultant, an accomplished author, and a renowned global security and law enforcement expert. With over 35 years of experience, he's dedicated his life to finding solutions for the problems that keep you up at night. This is Security Matters with Paul Violis. Welcome to Security Matters, where your security matters most. I'm Paul Violas, and this is a CBS News radio production. First and foremost, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah to all of our listeners celebrating these holidays. Today, how the message of Christmas and Hanukkah will hold the key to protecting our nation and actually reversing our current trends. That's today's show. But the thing you need to know is that it was inspired by several of our wonderful CBS News Radio affiliates who, over the last several weeks, have asked me one question, and that has been, how did we get here? Meaning, how did we get to the place where, as a country, so often we seem to be plagued by risks and threats, crimes, hate, and fear? I don't want to sound like Dr. Doom here, but at the end of the day, you don't have to pass a newsstand one day without seeing another story that kind of emulates that. So as many of you know, I have the privilege of, of being on radio stations all over our country almost every day, if not every day, discussing breaking news stories and issues that are adversely impacting our national community. It's a position that I absolutely love because through the power of radio, or I should say audio, we can calm a country in crisis and through a truthful narrative, bring peace of mind, peace of mind. I don't know that you can say that enough without really asking yourself just how valuable that is. I guess you really don't know how valuable that is until, of course, you don't have it. However, the fact is that I'm on every day. I mean, think about it. The fact I'm on every day speaks volumes to where we are as a country. Hence, my colleague's question, how did we get here? Well, let's examine that. Where is here? We're at a place right now where almost every week we see kids shooting kids. School violence out of control. Our, our, our children and grandchildren are going through active shooter survival drills like those of us that went to school in the 60s and 70s went through, you know, air raid drills. All right, I'm dating myself a little bit, but nonetheless, how does that make you feel? Hate crimes against all colors and creeds. We've seen it over and over again. This year alone, 2019, as of the end of November, we've had 399 mass shootings. 399 mass shootings. Active shooters, snipers from hotel rooms, terrorists on American soil, over 600 workplace violence incidences alone, and ladies and gentlemen, just about 4 million souls have been trafficked this year stop and think for a second when people say how did we get here that's here that's where we're at that's why i'm on the radio every day that's why i wanted to look today at what the root cause is for all of these things that impact us and what does that have to do with christmas what's that have to do with hanukkah well it has a lot to do with it and I'm gonna take us through that right now. But first, out of some of the things that are just a reflection of what we've done and what we experienced all year this year, what are the common denominators? Well, I have some for you, so I'm gonna lay those out. Common denominators, number one, we've moved, I don't know why and how, but we moved somehow from accountability to entitlement. That's right. We moved from a place where people were accountable for their actions to now people just feel entitled to things, entitled in a variety of different ways, without having worked for it, without having done anything for it, they just feel entitled to it. We've moved from a place of respecting people to expecting things, and that alone in itself has a tremendous amount to do with the core issues that we're facing in our society today that are clearly reflective and causal to so many of the risks and threats and crimes that we face and we read about every single day in our society. We, we took positions like teachers that were revered and police and we've, be, we've made them places of disrespect. I'll be specific. I remember growing up, listen, if you did something wrong in school and they called home, you got straightened out. Today, if a kid does something wrong in school and they call home, The parent goes up to the school and blames the teacher. Come on, don't say it doesn't happen. I know it does. Ladies and gentlemen, the fact is that we have wonderful teachers in this country. I'm not saying everybody's perfect. No one's perfect. But maybe we need to do a better job at looking at the fact that, you know what? They deserve some respect. And police, think about something. And I want everyone to stop and think about this just for one second alone. How or what other profession... In the United States. Hence, what other profession in the whole world requires their employees to wear cameras around their chests? So they can document everything they say and everything they do. Now, when I ask you, what does that mean? Blatantly. And this has nothing to do with the fact of how I made my living the last 40 years. I will tell you unequivocally. You know what that means? I don't trust you. Well, you know what? Okay there have been a number of cops that have done the wrong thing. But I'll tell you what, give me some time and I'll go through every profession and I'll show you the same example across the board. So think about that as one of those root causes. Political correctness has gone wild in our country. Politicians are more concerned with keeping their job than doing their job. We live and govern a country that's, that's so concerned about whether you're Republican or Democrat, whether it's conservative or liberal, what side of the aisle you're on, that we forgot in the middle of the aisle is the American people. That's right. Imagine that. Imagine being more concerned about what's good for this country than what's good for your party. We said it was offensive to say the Pledge of Allegiance in schools. Really? Who did that offend? I really want to know. And more so, ladies and gentlemen, tell me, what message did we send to our children when we said the Pledge of Allegiance shouldn't be said anymore? To our teachers, to the parents, to grandparents, to school administrators, to the communities of our schools. We became so focused on the First Amendment rights that we lost our way in deciphering the disparity between protests and riots to the extent it was okay to walk down the street chanting kill pigs kill inciting homicide what message were we sending there clearly we have the right to stand on a rooftop and scream our opinions regardless if it makes the blood boil of the person next to us that's our right we don't have the right to promote hate which begets violence. We simply don't have that right. How did we get here? That's just another reason. We have successfully divided our country into multiple parts, not just one or two or three, which any student of history will tell you is the certain path of destruction. Divide and conquer. Well, if we're doing something great right now, clearly we're doing that. We recently had a number of politicians stand up and say, we don't want to call it a Christmas tree because it may offend somebody. And, and you know what? That's not a menorah. It's a candle holder. Well, here's a newsflash. It's a Christmas tree. And if that offends you, then you really need to introspect on this and ask yourself, why does that offend you? Does the word Christmas offend you? And it's a menorah. It's a celebration of the Jewish faith of Hanukkah. It's a symbol of Hanukkah. The celebration of lights. And that offends you. All I can tell you is that, again, is a reflection and an answer to my colleagues of our CBS news radio stations that have asked me, how did we get here? That's one of the main reasons. But I will tell you my my main reason. And this comes from me. We took God out of the equation. Oh boy, there I said it. We took God out of the equation. I can only imagine all the negative mail I'm going to get on that one. Well, good. Send as much as you got. Because the fact is, and the key word in that sentence is fact. The fact is the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, was built on the Christian faith. Fact. 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 It's undeniable. You may not like that, and that's okay, and that's your right, but it's undisputable. And if you want to dispute it, take a trip to Mount Rushmore and look around. Read everything that was written. Read the words of where God is implanted and how our founding fathers created the very fabric of our Constitution and our way of life. But yet, somehow, We turned things around so much that we decided that God was offensive. Think about that. We said freedom of religion as long as we don't offend people by talking about God. Well, where's the freedom in that? I ask you that. So answering my colleagues' questions, how did we get here? My answer to all of my colleagues at all the CBS radio stations that have asked me that question, in my opinion, after 40 years of service to this country, that's how we got here. So most importantly, what do we do if we want to turn this around, make our country far safer and much more enjoyable to live in? Well, I offer you the following on this incredible, beautiful Christmas Day. That's right, Christmas Day, a day that we celebrate birth, new life, light of this world. A world right now, ladies and gentlemen, where I offer you the following. Number one, we have to admit that we are in some dark times that require change. Look, I'm not Dr. Doom and Gloom. I'm talking facts. That's what I do. And the fact is that we have to admit we're in dark times. And and that required change right now. You know, I started off talking about one thing. I started off talking about how the message of Christmas and Hanukkah hold the key to protecting our nation and reversing our current trends. And this, I truly believe, will give us the answer. Number two, let's agree that all people, starting with our kids in school, are accountable for their actions and that no one is entitled to anything other than basic respect, kindness, and genuine love. How about that? How about public servants like teachers and police should be given the benefit of the doubt and afforded face value respect All right, stand down for a second. If the individual loses it, that's on them. But let's at least go back to a place where we start there with that level of respect. To our teachers, to to our incredible teachers that we partner with at the American Federation of Teachers, thanks to Randy Weingarten and our partner there, to all the teachers in this country, Let's at least start where you give them respect from the beginning. If they lose it, that's on them. And to our police, let's at least start from a position of respect. If the way they speak to you is disrespectful, they lose your respect. That's on them. And to all my cops out there, that's on you. But let's at least start from a place of respect. Let's be more involved in holding elected officials to their word. Look, We created something called We the People. We the People created it. We put these people in office. We stand back and look at what's going on in our society today. The circus we call Washington, D.C. and Congress. We put them there. And I'm as guilty as anybody else for not holding these people accountable. But I can tell you, my New Year's resolution, I will be holding them accountable. And I ask you to do the same because they have to be held accountable. And if not, it's on us. We created this country and it can remain great. And if we don't like what people are doing in Washington, then we get them the hell out and we let them know they're being watched. Next, here's a stretch. Let's think pure patriotism. When I think of pure patriotism, I think of two people and there's a lot of people fall into this a lot and, and but I think of two people I think of my dad and I think of my father-in-law I think of two extraordinary men that served our country with honor and distinction and bravery and courage and and you know what they, they just love this country they came back they never talked about what they did they rolled their sleeves up they went to work they took care of their families but they love this country so what I ask is Let's think pure patriotism. How about let's put the Pledge of Allegiance back in schools? Think about this. Look, if it doesn't work, we're no worse off than we are now. But my question to you ladies and gentlemen is, who are we offending? So that's my question. Who are we offending? Part of the way I say we fix this, of where we are now, Let's put the Pledge of Allegiance back in schools. It will send an extraordinary message of patriotism and the love of our country. Those are powerful words to our children every day in school, to our teachers. It will promote unity. It will help us heal. Believe me when I tell you. Rally me on this, and let's put the Pledge back in schools. Let's embrace the First Amendment. But demand public administrators create stricter guidelines for who is permitted to protest. And remember, public safety comes first. So if we know that a particular group is going to be protesting against one particular thing, and we know that another group that has requested to protest in contrast opinion to them and we can see that there's foreseeable risk to public safety, then tell them no. Look, what, are you worried about another lawsuit? The courts are filled with them. Add another one. But tell them no. Public safety has to come first. Freedom of speech is an extraordinary thing. But freedom isn't free. And freedom of speech, freedom of speech can never promote hate, begetting violence. That's another way we can fix things. And last but not least, let's embrace the very essence of the message of Christmas, of the birth of a Savior, of light coming into a world of darkness that so desperately needed it, of the festival of lights. I was listening to a rabbi talk the other day who talked about how much we need light in this world. I don't know how you could be sitting here right now and not agreeing with that, regardless of what your religious affiliation is. Bring new life into our world through the light that only God can bring. That's right. That's the only place it's coming from. Look at it this way. Give it a shot. Because we are definitely not doing well without him. So let's give it a shot. That's all I ask. So in answer to the question about how we got here, that's how we got here. And then the remedy of how we fix it, those are the seven things that I suggest. And I truly believe, as God is my judge, I truly believe that if we embrace that, we will be a safer society and we'll be a society with far less hate and far less conflict. You want national security? We need light. And that's the only place it's coming from. On behalf of everybody here at Security Matters, I want to miss everyone. I want to wish everyone a very, very Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah. And I pray that this season brings you nothing but peace, love, good health, and much happiness. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy your day. Be safe. Be well. God bless. Thanks for listening to Security Matters with Paul Violis. The podcast is produced by Seth Nyman and CBS News Radio. For more podcasts from CBS News, visit cbsaudio.com slash podcasts